real privilege this morning and uh, to hear Lynn Power speak to us. Some of you know Lynn and some of you don't, so I'll give a 20-minute introduction. Would that help you? <laughs> uh, Lynn and Ron and their family have been here at the Vineyard for about three years, uh, maybe probably more than that, because for three years, uh, every Sunday morning at 6 a.m., Lynn has walked into this sanctuary without fail and sat at that keyboard and uh, worshiped the Lord for about 90 minutes straight. Uh, I've been there with her sometimes. <laughs> uh, Lynn's a worshiper. And so it was a privilege for me to ask her to speak on, on worship here for us this morning. And the one thing I, before I pray for, the one thing I want to tell you about Lynn, I don't think I know a person more tenacious after God's heart and God's will. I don't think I know a person who is more intent on knowing and doing God's will. And, um, you know, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll, do, you'll obey my commands. And I feel like that's something that Lynn walks out. And so I think she's going to overflow this morning with the, the, the word of the Lord to us. So let me, let me pray. God, thank you for uh, bringing Lynn and Ron, their family here, for placing them in our midst, that we can walk together this journey with Jesus. I ask now, Holy Spirit, again, you'd bring your fullness to her and that you would release from within her all that you want to give to us as worshipers of Jesus for his glory. Amen. Will you do me a favor if you're working? Yeah, can you put, um, it's not on my slides, it's the last phrase from what we were singing, your glory, God, is what our hearts long for to be overcome by your presence, Lord. Um, I set my notes over here because I actually really did prepare. But like Randy said, um, I tenaciously chase after God. And I tenaciously chase after the heart of God. And so I was thrilled. I have been bugging Randy, tenaciously going after Randy for probably three years since we um, did, uh, we did uh, the 50 Names of God. And I really felt like, oh my goodness, I so want to share with the church on worship. And that was where my heart was. I was ready to roll and here we are three years later, and I get to speak on worship. But my heart has just absolutely pursued after the heart of God. And so I thought, great, this is my big chance, 30 minutes um, to share with you guys on worship. So I had a lot of great ideas. I thought they were really good ideas of things that I would love to teach on worship. Marvin did an amazing job last week. I'm like, that's what I would have loved to have taught him. I mean, I could just continue on with what he had to say, probably not nearly as great, but, um, I mean, there's just so many amazing things that come out of worship that I would have loved to have touched on. And so when Randy said we're doing worship, I did what I always do. I sat down and I said, all right, God, what would you, not me, What would you want to say to the church on worship? I thought that would be a great starting point. So, again, I had like, there's a lot of things on worship that we could talk about. And 
So I quietly waited, thinking with my pen and paper, thinking, you've got a lot of stuff I'm sure you're going to download on this. And he gave me one thing. And I'm like, okay, well, that, that will take like a minute. We'll be done. This is like my big chance for like a half hour. And I've got like one little thing. So I went after that. We'll get to that in a minute. I'm going to just throw that out here right yet. Um, but I sat down and, and started preparing uh, my message and got it all done. Got, it was great. I, I mean, it really was. I took what he told me. And I put it in, uh, I thought, a, a Randy sermon style. I had three points for you guys. I was going to tell you this is what we're going to talk about this morning. We're going to go through. I mean, it was great. Was it not good? Randy thought it was good. <laughs> and I think God probably thought it was good, too. And, and like Randy said, sometimes when God redirects him, like he tells you guys, they are really good notes. I thought they were good. And if you would like them, I will give them to you, and you can enjoy them. That's why I set them over there, though, because I think it was probably... Thursday, I, I, you know, I had all the notes done, and I was trying to work my way through it, you know, like, how would I speak this out to the church, what would I say, and it just was not connecting, I'm like, I've got all the pieces here, but this just, like, I cannot get through it, all the stuff that God has packed in my heart about worship, I'm standing here, I've got a half hour, I'm looking at these notes, they're wonderful, they're all the things that I would want to say to you guys, but nothing's coming out. Like, I can't speak any of this out. There's no way I can convey what's here and what's in my head, God. I cannot put my heart into a three-point sermon series. So he and I wrestled huge. You're looking at one tired little warrior. Not so tenacious today because I'm exhausted, but he's going to win because I will obey him. I appreciate your effort. Gave me this great revelation that this is not going to work, Lynn. I appreciate your efforts. I appreciate your outline. I need you to speak my heart, and you cannot put that in text. You can't put it in text, guys. You can't. And just let me pause on some of this because I'm just listening. This is a prophet learning how to just get a download and put it out. I want to speak into you guys. I don't want to speak at you. I want to speak his words into you. I want to fill that deep well inside of you. That's where your worship's going to come from. So let's go back to the wrestling part because that's fun. I won't get quite so emotional. So we wrestled it out and I said... I have no idea how this will look. First of all, I have no idea how I'll fill a half hour, but I also have no idea how this is going to look, God. And so he said, well, you know, put your notes aside. I don't even want you. We're not going to use those. And he said, just take the next couple days off. I'm like, really? Are you seriously kidding me? This is not even how I'm designed. Like, I'm a workhorse. Give me something to do. And I'll just go at That's the tenacious part. I'll just go at it. He said, no, let's just set the notes aside. I'm just going to download. I'm like, when? When would that be coming? When would the download be coming? Because that would be really great to get it like a couple days ago. And he didn't do that. Matter of fact, my husband sat down this morning. He goes, well, has he given you anything yet? And I'm like, no. 
But I was telling Randy, I'm like, if I can't stand and talk to you guys about worship for a half hour, there's definitely something wrong. If I have to use notes to talk to you guys about worship in my life, there's definitely something wrong. If every one of us can't stand up and for hours talk about worship in our lives, there's definitely something wrong. Can I hand you a mic and can you just overflow with worship? Can you overflow with your heart? Can you overflow with your understanding of who God is in worship? If I just handed you a mic, could you do that? I love this. This was killing me. My poor son is like, Mom, why are you crying? Why are you crying? What's wrong? He's like the heart of gold. And it was so funny because when we were singing this, and that's why you guys just have to tolerate me this morning. I am so, I, I just come with a disclaimer that says, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. This is the position that God has put me in for this morning to not go off on notes, but to completely speak his heart. So we're singing this, and I, I can just feel these waves. I can just feel God's spirit in a wave. Like I can have every so often I can get a breath, and then he would just go, do you know what we're singing when we say that? Do you guys get what, what we're saying? Let us o- be overcome by your presence. That is not fun. I, that's a horrible thing to say, but it's just, it, it is so not fun because you lose control overcome well think about that let us your glory god is what our hearts long for to be overcome by your presence we're always saying more more come lord we you know come holy spirit do you get what happens do you get what happens when that presence moves in i was just standing there just sobbing luckily i'm staying in my head right now so i can keep talking but as a wave will come and hit me and god will the holy spirit will get inside of my heart i am I am ruined. That's what I told my husband yesterday. He goes, well, that's it. I'm ruined in a great way. I mean, what a great way to be ruined. So overcome by the presence of God's spirit. I was going to talk a little bit about David. And, and, and it connects so well. See, in his ups and downs, I mean, I think because, you know, he we enjoy seeing his ups and downs. I mean, I think he's a character that we really, you know, we get so much from. And um, he was a mess. He was a mess. And I totally get why he was a mess. You cannot come into contact with the heart of God and not be a mess. You can't. You can't do it. It's so, just a little piece of God's heart just melts you. And that's what David was. He was, there's my notes, he was a man after God's heart. What, you know what, I, I, I had never really thought about that. I always thought like if you're after somebody's heart, you're a reflection of them. Or, you know, you could say, oh, he's, you know, he's so dear to me or they're after my heart. That was kind of my reflective, like I, that's how I saw it directionally. David reflected the heart of God. Well, he did. But then God really uh, got a hold of me one day. And he said, think about that word after. And so I thought about the word after. And he said, think about it directionally different. 
that David was a man who pursued after. He went after something. I got the kind of the idea of like in hot pursuit when you're just going fiercely, tenaciously after something. David went tenaciously, fiercely pursued. He went after the heart of God. He was a mess in a good way. I, I say these things in a good way. You're getting, you're getting words more from a prophet, so they're going to come out a little bit harshly. Randy would deliver them softly and more neatly. Uh, maybe he'll take this message someday and clean it all up and, and put it out in a better way. And he says, not a chance. So I wrestled through, put the notes away, said, all right, God, I will stand up and I will speak what you want me to speak. And what he wanted me to tell you guys, I'm going to speak as a prophet, so I want to speak this into you. Let's just sit for a minute. Just relax. Just relax. Just let, you know, again, just let the presence of God just kind of move in here. And I walk because I think better when I walk. I listen better. What God wanted me to tell you, church, he doesn't need you to worship louder. He doesn't need you to worship longer. He doesn't need you to add more things to do. What God wants you guys to know is you need to know him. You need to know him. I don't I don't I have no other way to put it. I wish I had like a more and we had all sorts of cute little slides, but that's not gonna help here. What God's message for this body is, he wants you to know him. That's where your worship comes. Guys, if we don't get that, we don't get worship. I don't know how else to put it. Believe me, I, I have tried to squirm out of this message because it's just it's not quite as fun, in the sense, to deliver as some of the other things that I would have liked to have talked on. But if we don't know him, how can we worship him? How can you worship something that you don't know? And how, well, where's God's heart in that? Like he, he, he's so interested in you. That's what he kept telling me all week. He said, tell them I am so interested in them. Not just as a body. He's so interested in you individually. He's really interested in you. He really wants to get to know you. He really wants you to know his heart. That's where your worship comes from, guys. You don't have to muster anything up. As a worship leader, I wouldn't have to tell you, raise your hand, stand up, sit down. You're responding from what you know of his heart, not what you know in your head, and it gets messy. You become undone. Who is it that says that, David? I've come undone. I'm sure that had to have been David. If not, I'm sure he said it somewhere at some time. You come undone. Because you're feeling his heart. And you're feeling his emotions. What is, what is God's emotions? That's what David went after. 
somebody, I was sharing that with somebody, and they're like, well, where do you get that, Lynn? Like, how do you know David was a study? He was a studier of God. He pursued God. He went after God's emotions, and she kind of stumped me for a minute. Then I came to my senses, and I realized, well, think about, think about what we know. David was a man after God's heart. We're, well, that's the emotional level. Like, we can know about God, but can we know God? We know his heart. That changes everything, guys. That is such, I mean, I, have, I did have that in my notes. I can find that if you want. That is a game changer. That is a life changer to how we worship. worship from what a place to worship from sitting in the heart of God I've asked that that's why I shouldn't be surprised that he's plot me here now and said you know let's just go I'm just going to download I have asked I said God I want to know what it's like not what it's like I actually said place me in you physically place me in you I have no idea what that looks like I said, emotionally, place me in you. Spiritually, place me in you. I want to be in you. I want to know what your emotions are. I want to know what you think. I want to know what you feel. I want to pursue you tenaciously. I want to go after your heart. That's what drives me. That's what drives me to worship. Is that pursuit, that pursuit, that pursuit, that heart. The name of this... uh, of uh, the sermon was cultivating a pathway of praise. I'm like, oh, that sounds great. It fits with the whole farm thing. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I was impressed, but not so much. I mean, I, you know, I only had one thing that I had to say. But I will use that. How are we cultivating? How are we cultivating that? How do you do that? Like nothing. I would be happy from the prophet side because I've delivered the message. I'm like good. I am done. Like I, God said, get up there. You need to tell them. You need to tell them. That they need to know me. So that part, that part I'm good. I think. But how do you how do you do that? Like I want to see this church awaken. I'm sorry. I I do. I I love Lori. She's with the worship session. I didn't hear. She's so positive. Marvin, they're so positive. Randy, they're all so positive. I'm positive. But I, w- I want to be moving positively. That's that's kind of how I, I I roll, and so I tend to come across negative. So I apologize for that. But I want to see this church wake up. I just don't want to see us worship louder, longer, faster, better songs. That's not going to change anything. I want to see us worship from a place of knowing who God. Do you know what that would look like in this church if somebody walked in that didn't know God? 
It's like, what, 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 who is it they're singing about? What is it? I mean, there, there's such a difference. There's a difference in singing from a head knowledge of God and that heart. It, it, you have to be okay with being re- looking really stupid like I do at this point, standing in front of you so emotional, just ready to explode, or just crying in front of your son as you're trying to get through the worship set because God's touching your heart. Will you guys let him touch your heart? Will you pursue him and touch his heart? This is all about a heart. And, and I, I was thinking, gosh, you know, I, I don't want this just to be another message. Oh, here we go, knowing God. All right, we need, yeah, we need to know him. No, you need to know him in here. You need to know his heart. I, I will say, he's not done. Apparently he's not done. I cannot drive this home enough. I don't know how else to paint it for you. The joy, there's this absolute joy of seeing and knowing and touching just a little piece. What would that look like for you personally? How would that change your life personally? And what would it look like for this church? What would this body look like? with every single person cultivating this path of praise, cultivating this relationship, cultivating this knowing, cultivating this pursuant heart. It's really pretty simple. If you're thinking, I have no idea what she's talking about. I have no idea how that would happen. I have no idea how I would get to know God better. I have no idea how I would pursue. I hope she's done soon so we can go have lunch. It's really pretty simple. He doesn't need a whole lot from us to work with. He will give you the starting point. And I thought, you know, because he did give that to me, and that was in my notes. But we're not using the notes, so. He'll give you a starting point with him. He really will. I I looked at David, and I kind of looked at how he went through this process. I mean, He's a good example. How did he get to know God so well? How how did that how was that cultivated in his life? And I think I broke it down to three things. And it was interesting because I noticed this pattern in my life. I, he's been walking me along this for a good ten years or so. So you <laughs> would think I would know the pattern by now. It really took a while for me to recognize. And, I, and then I uh, was thinking it through in. Um, went back and looked at David's life and realized, whoa, this is a consistent pattern that God seems to use. First part is reverent obedience. And I don't know that these are in any kind of an order. I really don't. But reverent obedience, obeying what God tells you to do. Sometimes that's like one of the hardest starting points. But for me, that's always the foundational start. For me, that was the foundational start of all of my worship times. Like, I didn't do any of this. God, well, I didn't even really like to sing. And I know, and if you're thinking, well, you're just talking about this because you're a worshiper. I'm not, actually. If you take the test of how you connect with God the best, worship is not one of them for me. I was shocked, but it's not. I'm a contemplative, so he and I think, and then we go from there. But his whole starting point with me was, I just need you to show up. And that's what's so funny is that that's what he did with me this morning. 
in a completely different context for speaking. And I thought, well, that is so not funny. Like, I can do that in worship because I've trained with him for, you know, for what? I don't know, 10 years now. He's been taking me through this training process. So I can get up and sit down at the piano with nothing. And he can say, well, let's just start worshiping out. I'll just download and you can worship out what I give you. I can do that. Well, I couldn't probably 10 years ago. So it's so funny that he would put me up here, go through the same training process, but in a place where I'm completely uh, not confident, not confident standing up and talking to people about God's heart. I'm like, really? This is not, but it's not a good idea. This is so not a good idea. But sometimes he just needs you to show up. That that doesn't even sound right to me when I say that because I'm like, you know, there's all sorts of things that have to get worked out in that. Like, where's your heart when you just show up? You know, to me it sounds so cold. So that sounds like a crappy starting point to me. But it's not to God. Sometimes he just needs you to start. And you're like, start what, Lynn? I have no idea. That was me when he, when we first came here. Now he had been working with me through this whole process of worshiping and getting to know him and pursuing his heart but when we showed up here um he just said i i I just want you to to show up here's some times there's a piano just go in there and show up now if i were to have turned him down and not obeyed at the starting point i would have not moved forward at all like i had no idea what he honestly i was going to get to share with you I had no clue what he was calling me to. That's what I thought, honestly, I was going to get to share with you guys. What he had called me into was just amazing. I mean, that, that, that really should be a whole nother sermon, Randy, if you give me, like, one more chance. That's what I, that would have been fun. But this is so important. This is so important because it's the starting point. It's the foundational piece. If we don't get this, we don't get worship. So, reverent obedience, whatever he tells you to do, he'll give you that first step. It's not going to look right. It's not going to look normal. It's not gonna, I've told Randy today, I'm, I'm becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable. So it may just not be comfortable. You may think, this doesn't even, this doesn't even, I was supposed to be a basketball coach. So honestly, I thought, this is really a big, huge mistake, God, that you've pulled me into this path at all. It didn't look right. I just had to obey. So reverent obedience. The next thing you see with David is um, this pursuit. He's obeying what God tells him to do. And then he's pursuing God. He's pursuing revelation. He's pursuing knowing God. And that's what I found was the same thing model with me. I obeyed, I showed up, and then I just began to pursue. So he's doing something in all of that. He's moving in some way in all of that. He's reaching into your heart in some way, but he give him a starting point, guys. Give him a place to start with you. If you just sit there and you never respond, if you just sit there and you never obey, you're not giving him a start. He, he can get a little pushy, but I think he would rather have you respond. I think he'd rather have you obey. And it's, you know, we, we, I have, again, I'm like, gosh, God, you're not giving me any fun stuff here. 
Because that's the obey. That's another word. Everybody just shuts down. Oh, gosh. You know, this is, you know, just so typical of religion or, you know, you just got to obey. I wouldn't trade that part. That, like I said, that is my fallback. When I can't figure anything else out, that's the only reason I'm doing this right now. I could not figure out anything else. He gets you to the point where obeying is your best bet. And it's messy. Keep going back to that. It's messy. I love the obedience thing, and this is coming to me with David. And he's a great example because he, he really didn't mess up. You know, I think we think the obedience thing, we've got to get it all right. But boy, do you see God's grace. And I really want to, you know, of all the harshness maybe that I've thrown out there, I really want that to land on you guys. In the obedience peace, there is enormous grace. Try this again. My friend used to always say, oh, Lynn, here comes a retest. Yeah. Because David messed up a lot. And I haven't always been perfectly obedient. God's like, mm, let's just try it. Let's try this again. We'll bring this back around again. So don't think the reverent obedience is just a horrible. That's, a, that's the safety for me. I can sit safely. I can do that. You know, sometimes I think we look at all the stuff that God puts in front of us. I'm like, can't do that. Can't do that. Can't. Sometimes for me, obeying is really the best place. It is the best place to start. He's asked us to do that. He's asked us to be obedient. So that is a good starting point. So David is obedient. My walk, obedient, just show up. Pursue revelation. What? Who are you? What do you want to tell me? What are you speaking? That's how all my worship times have developed now. Just show up. All right, I can do that. Bring nothing with you. Okay, I can do that. Sit with me. And I'll just start giving you things. I'll start revealing things to you. I'll start changing things inside of you as I give you things to speak. I can't even describe to you all the things that you guys could have going on in your worship life, but you've got to know him. You have to know him. Obey. Take the first step. Where does he tell you to step? Take it. As scary as it looks, take it. It is so worthwhile. It will so change you. It will so ruin you. It will so wake you up. Don't you want to wake up? Sometimes you feel like, gosh, I am just not worship-wise, spiritually. I'm just not awake. He'll wake you up. He will do all of the work. Step in. Obey. Pursue him. Let him show you things. And then the third thing you see coming out of David is the response. The third thing you see coming out of me is response. You cannot respond. You cannot help but respond. I am so glad I did not give this message three years ago because I only had the respond piece. That's the only part I talked about when I spoke on worship, that it should be a response. A response from what? Like what have you built in there? What are you responding from? Has that well so filled up in your relationship with God that it's just coming out? 
That's your worship. You're thinking, Lynn, I thought this was a message on worship. This is a message on worship. You have to know him. That's where it's going to come from. I'm just a little passionate about this. What do you think? I just don't think they're that hard. They're not. It's the most beautiful path I've ever walked. It's the most intimate path I've ever walked. I would not trade this path for anything. It has woken me up spiritually. It aligns me daily. Reverend obedience. Pursue revelation. Go after God's heart. You cannot be not be changed when you go after God's heart and respond. There's your worship. That's the worship. Just see it rolling off. That's the worship. He will reach inside and connect with your heart in ways that you couldn't imagine. You can pull up that slide. I think it's it's a picture of the tree. And on his day, uh, let's see, and on his law, he meditates both day and night. And he'll be like a tree climbed by streams of water. Thank you. Planted by living water, which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, whatever he does prosper. Go ahead and put that tree back up. Guys, this will change us individually. It will change us corporately. If you look at that tree, look at all those roots. This was the vision I had. And it's amazing because it's actually out there. There's a sculpture. So if you, when you leave, check it out. Because I was shocked when I was sharing this with Randy. He goes, come here, Lynn. I want to show you something. And the sculpture was back in one of the conference rooms. And I'm like, that's what I see. That's what I see with our church. Look at all those roots. That's us planted by the streams of living water. How have we cultivated that path? That's us. Those are our paths. There's Randy. There's Jane. There's Steve. There's Laura. There's my husband, Ron. There's my son, Colton. Those are our paths. Those are, that's our pursuit after God. That's our cultivation. How are you cultivating your pathway of praise? Reverend obedience. Pursue revelation. Respond. 
then look at the upgrowth. I call it, you got the root, you've got upgrowth, that's the church. It's a church, upgrowth. Then you've got the outgrowth. I love, uh, I, I'll just do it off of memory. Um, I was reading by Tozer, and I sent this to Randy one day because I, I saw it was amazing to me. It's his thought process was, could you imagine, or how they tune pianos. It's called 100 pianos. And you don't tune pianos to each other. You tune each piano to a fork. So they're all tuned to this one, to the one fork. Like if Randy was a piano, he wouldn't get tuned, and then I wouldn't come along and tune with him. All tuned to the same fork, all tuned to the same creator, all tuned to the same God. Could you imagine if every Sunday we came in all tuned to God? There's your unity. That's where your unity comes from. All tuned to the same master creator, Lord God. And then you're automatically tuned to each other. Is Nancy in here? Ah. No, she's not. Well, then I guess I get the keyboard. <laughs> Rita's like, no, no, Lynn. I don't have ministry time planned because God, God did not give that to me either. But I know that he wants you to know him. And that is the message that God wanted me to deliver. When we were worshiping, I just looked around. I just watched you guys. I wanted to just talk to you as part of this body. And I just saw each of you. And I just heard God saying, I just... Let them know. I want to know them. Can you take the lights down? Somebody hit the lights, just one of them, however we have it for worship. There seems to be a lock somewhat on the worship of this church, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me because I know you guys. I know how many worship leaders we've had come through how many musicians we've had we do have in this church I want to see that broken off I want to see that lifted and removed and a freedom in our worship but we can't just make that up we can't just be that we can't just say yeah I think I'll just go in and freely worship today Guys, this takes time. This is a process. Cultivating something takes time, and it takes work. I know what I was going to read to you guys, and that's what we'll end with. I am getting out my notes, but I do think I've been quite obedient to this point. It does take a lot of work. It takes a lot of pressing in to get to know God's heart. And I wanted to share with you guys a devotion couple years ago I was just went out to have my quiet time and this is what God had me write so just 
close your eyes and sit back for a minute. Let all these words that have been a lot, let them just sink in on you. I recently found myself sitting on the bank of a small stream. I had chosen a quiet place to slip away and worship God. There was really no good place to sit, so I plopped down on a bank made of small stones and pebbles. As I finished up my devotional time, I just sat and looked around at all the rocks that surrounded me. There were millions of them. Then I noticed in the midst of them a tiny, small but perfectly formed shell. It seemed so odd to see a shell nestled in the midst of mostly rocks. I decided that there must be more shells on this bank, so I began to look. But there really weren't any other shells that I could see, just mostly rocks. Then all of a sudden, I noticed a small pebble that had the imprint of a shell on it. Hmm, I thought, not many shells here, mostly rocks, and only one rock with the imprint of a shell. I began to think, how do you get an imprint of something? An imprint is a mark or pattern produced by pressure. It leaves a distinguishing influence or effect. Somewhere along the line, one of these shells had been pressed hard into this little rock, and now it bore the image of the shell. I couldn't help but think this was an interesting analogy for me in my Christian walk. Do I have an imprint? Is there a visible difference in me? Have I pressed in near to God, or am I just like these rocks that surround the shell but do not bear its image? Just because you're in the presence of a shell doesn't mean you will have its imprint. Not even resting near the shell will a rock receive an imprint. It's not until the shell and the rock are pressed hard together that a visible imprint is made. And then he gave me the scripture, and he actually spoke this to me the other day. You draw near to me, I will draw near to you. You draw near to me, I will draw near to you. Are we so pressed into him, guys, that we bear his image, and that's what comes out when we worship? Is that the reflection that he's seeing? Is that imprint on our hearts? and it's messy and it takes time and it takes work I want to pray for I want to pray for everybody here but I just want to give you guys an opportunity if you want to come up and you want to step into this process with him and you want to go after his heart tenaciously you want to be known as a worshiper after the heart of God I want to invite you to just come up and pray with me I just want to put my hand on you and pray over you. If you want to, the service is over. If you want to go, go. But if you want to just come.